Welcome to Inside the Path to Success podcast, brought to you by Opulus, where you go behind the scenes with financial planners Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh to hear stories about how leading entrepreneurs, millennials, professional athletes, and coaches navigate the natural challenges that arise on the path to success and how to advance to the next level. And now, here are your hosts from Opulus, Ryan Greiser and Fran Walsh. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Path to Success podcast. Um, we have some, I guess you would call it breaking news. Yesterday, President Joe Biden um, signed an executive order relating to uh, regulations and overall thoughts regarding cryptocurrencies. So, uh, you know, naturally, this has been an exciting time for a lot of people. And um, it's been a waiting game for a long time to see how the United States government and governments as a whole were going to start tackling these issues. So we have some things to talk about today. There were six key main points that were addressed in the executive order. I will rally off the six of those and then we'll kind of dive into each one of them and what it could mean. Protect U.S. and global financial stability and mitigate systemic risk. Mitigate the illicit finance, which basically means illegal activities and national security risks posed by illegal use of digital assets. Promote U.S. leadership in technology and economic competitiveness to reinforce the U.S. leadership in the global financial system. Promote equitable access to safe and affordable financial services for everyone. Support technological advances and ensure responsible development and use of digital assets. And lastly, explore a U.S. central bank digital currency by placing urgency on research and development of a potential United States central bank digital currency. Um, so a lot of stuff there. Lots so, to take in, right? Yeah. And uh, so for some of this stuff, you know, they, there's a lot of words involved in this, but we'll try to dive into a little bit about what this actually means, what do we think is some benefits, some potential risks, and uh, overall end with some, some broad-based thoughts on what this means overall for the space and uh, how we think it could impact us all moving forward. Uh, so let's start with the first one. Protect U.S. and global financial stability and mitigate systemic risk. One of the main concerns with digital assets over the past year, two years, is as they've been growing in popularity, that has also brought about several problems. Some of them we talked about in our more recent podcasts, um, but one of the key ones that I think they're addressing here is that there is a lot of crypto scams out there. Um, I think a lot of people have heard of these. Um, it's estimated that in 2021, somewhere between $14 billion and $20 billion was stolen by crypto scammers. Um, so that is obviously not a good thing. Uh, and moving forward, as the space continues to evolve and grow, the concern is that more and more scams will you know, pop up and people who are unfamiliar with this space will be prone to, you know, fall into these things. So I think this is overall a good thing that, you know, they're trying to put some security measures in risk to to prevent these things from happening and overall protect, you know, U.S. Uh, investors and individuals as a whole who are trying to, you know, grow their wealth and uh, overall better their financial situation. Number two, uh, Mitigate the illicit finance or illegal activities and national security risks posed by illegal use of digital assets. Um, anyone who has been watching the news recently is aware of the sanctions that have been placed on Russians and specifically the Russian oligarchs. One of the concerns of the U.S. government is that, hey, even if you sanction their bank accounts and freeze their accounts, they're still able to access money via digital assets, specifically Bitcoin and, you know, other types of uh, cryptocurrencies. So I think here what they're trying to do is just make sure that there's no workarounds. Um, 
I don't know how this would impact the the daily uh, user or normal individual. I think it's really just trying to say, hey, high class individuals or known criminals or people that may be a concern for the U.S. government in their system uh, is just unable to basically work around whatever sanctions the U.S. government puts on them. Number three, promote U.S. leadership and technology and economic competitiveness to reinforce U.S. leadership in the global financial system. I think this is a net positive overall for, you know, for anyone that reads this, it's it's great to see that the U.S. wants to be a leader in the digital asset and cryptocurrency space. Um, it's great that they're somewhat embracing it or starting to in a sense. Uh, just yesterday after the U.S. made their announcement, um, the leader of Dubai came out and said, hey, we also want to be the leader in the space, which I think is a net positive for the cryptocurrency ecosystem that they're starting to be a global race as to who can, you know, produce the best technologies and can, you know, can overall implement this system to to better the financial um, situation of, of their constituents. Uh, promote equitable access to safe and affordable financial services. Last week, we had Tyrone Ross on, um, who really did a great job explaining how digital assets um, can serve underserved communities, um, specifically those who don't have access to bank accounts because of bad credit scores or are still operating on systems like money orders. Um, so if you haven't listened to that podcast yet, that is a great one to listen to talking about what it can do for underserved communities and try to give everyone in the U.S., equal access to money because as we stand today, clearly some systems are in place that benefit wealthy individuals. So I think everyone would agree that giving everyone fair and equitable access to money is a net positive. Last two, support technological advances and ensure responsible development and use of digital assets. Um, basically, we, we, want there to, we want to avoid scams. We want there to be better technology, better safety measures, better regulation in place. Um, I know some people in the digital asset space might not like the word regulation, but um, you know, overall, if we're able to protect people more, have better security measures, and make sure that um, you know, people who are new to the space aren't getting taken advantage of, uh, that is a good thing. And lastly, explore U.S. central bank digital currency by placing urgency on research and development of a potential United States CBDC. Um, a lot of people might find this alarming, and that might think it's so new that the U.S. might be the first one, but is unbeknownst to a lot of people that over 87 countries now are already exploring a central bank digital currency, 14 already have pilot programs in place, and three have already implemented a, uh, a digital currency of their own. So with that, that is the six key points that were addressed in the executive order. So, Rye, I'll kind of pass it over to you, uh, let you give your thoughts on each one and, and you know, some overall broad-based thoughts on how this might impact yeah, the Yeah, so, so here's my, my key takeaways on a go-forward basis. There, there's four main ones. The first one is that this executive order really cements the fact that Bitcoin and digital assets are here to stay in our humble opinion, <laughs> right? And and the U.S. government will move towards a more balanced regulatory approach, as you mentioned, to give guardrails while also promoting innovation in this space so that the U.S. hopefully can be a leader in digital assets and cryptocurrencies as we look forward to the future. So that's one thing. Um, in addition to that, it puts to bed the notion that the government's going to ban Bitcoin. 
and some other digital assets, which has been a fear in the past. The executive order is pretty clear that that we're looking to embrace it, not ban it. But to your point, give guardrails to regulate it, to make sure that uh, everything is done above board and we can give access to everybody without uh, illicit or illegal activity taking place or scammers having a foothold in the marketplace. Uh, you already talked about CBDC, so I'll avoid that. Um, in addition, it, the the executor is really focused on getting information gathering at this point and not making any hard stance of what they're going to do here, but also coordinating actions of various agencies that are out there. So the IRS looks at it one way, the SEC looks at it another way, the commodity exchange looks at it at a, and property in different lenses. So really gathering information from all of these agencies to coordinate how is the U.S. going to treat handle, tax, and regulate and promote innovation in the space. So this way, everybody knows what the direction is and how to handle these things. So in our our space, the, the asset management space, that is fantastic because now we have clarity or will have clarity, hopefully, exactly how everything's going to be treated and things aren't going to be changing on a year-to-year basis basis. More stability that we have, the more clarity we have, the easier it is for a mass adoption and mass acceptance, which we're already heading down that that path. And, and last thing is this, is that we expect to see reports coming back from the various agencies I just mentioned in the next 90 to 180 days. And ultimately, through these new regulations, uh, we'll be coming over in the many months ahead. And this will give us the clarity that we're looking for to promote um, you know, a fair and level playing field in the future with the clarity that we're looking for. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. So, I mean, overall, like, do you feel like it's a net positive? Do you feel like, you know, there, there could still be some bad news down the line? What do you, what do you think is to come with, you know, obviously they, they tried to keep it, you know, overall positive, like, Hey, we're looking into all these things, but you know, what do you think will come down the line as these different agencies and yeah. groups come about with their own personal thoughts? I'll tell you what the optimist in me thinks and what yeah. the skeptic, the skeptic thinks as well. So, so the optimist in me says, this is fantastic because we're going to get clarity from the regulator bodies to promote a healthy, innovative space within crypto. So from that standpoint, definitely positive. The skeptic in me is that the anytime the government regulators get involved too much or too deep, they have the the historical track record of messing things up, yeah. <laughs> right? Compared yeah. to letting the, the free and open market operate the way that it is. But there does need to be some guardrails and some regulations so everyone knows what the rules are and we can play within the boxes while also promoting um, innovation. So optimism says, yes, that's great. Skepticism in me says, hey, the government could really screw this thing up. So hopefully there's somewhere in the middle that we have a level playing field with regulations and and rules and responsibilities of everybody so we know how to play the game. And then they allow innovation in the free market to, to take hold, which is created this thing in the first place. So let it evolve and let us be the leader in the space in the United States to to allow us to retake being the world power, continue being the world power, however you take a, a look at yeah. this space dependent on the day. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's just going to come down to, you know, that old phrase, there's no such thing as black and white, there's shades of gray, right? 100%. There's going to be there's going to be some things they come about with that people are going to be like, oh, that's awesome. There's going to be some other things that are, people are going to be like, eh, I don't know about that one. But, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, this had to have happened. Um, they, they, there's never going to have a mass adoption occur 
without these guardrails in place or some sort of regulation, right? Some There's just a certain percentage of the population that if it's just free, willy-nilly, do whatever you want, like they would never get on board. So I, I think, you know, as long as they, like you said, don't get too crazy, just, you know, put some base security measures in place. I think it'll be good for the overall adoption of the space and will help it um, in the end to grow and people will then be able to feel free to continue to innovate and overall improve the ecosystem. Yeah, and the same thing happened with the internet. This is just another evolution of the internet, right? We had Web Point One or Web Point One, Web One, Web Two, and now we're kind of entering into Web Three. So when the internet first came out, the governments jumped in and said, "Hey, we got to regulate this thing as well," but they also want to promote innovation. So if we take the same approach to making sure we give some general guidelines and regulations like they did in the internet, knowing that listen, there's some amazing things that came with the internet, but it also opened up some bad things as well. So the same thing's going to happen with this. As long as we can have innovation, as long as we can have the free markets um, operate, and the government doesn't impede that, I think it's gonna it's a it's a big win for the industry. But we'll see. Time yeah. will tell how how this plays yeah. out. Who knows? We could be way off. Maybe maybe <laughs> in ninety days they come wrong. back and say yeah. and say we're shutting it down. But uh, no, man. But good stuff. Um, anything else you'd like to add? No, that's it. All right. Well. Thanks for checking in, guys. We will have an update for you, I guess, in 90 to 180 days on what they have to say. But Or maybe a year if they slow things down like you normally do. We'll see. Might be a year from now. But uh, all right. Thanks, everyone. All right. See you. If you want even more insights on the path to success, follow Ryan and Fran at Opulus LLC on Instagram and Facebook. Or check us out on the web at www.opulus.us. Lastly, the content of this podcast is not to be viewed as personal investment, legal, or tax advice. You should always consult with a professional advisor before implementing any topics discussed.